22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Summer is hitting its stride as August is upon us. And with New York Comic Con just two months away, I have to work hard to get my body cosplay ready, so we have no time to waste. Welcome to an on-time, no-one-can-blame-me-this-time edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 110. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who has the quick mouth and the sharp tongue. That's why kissing him is a hazard. He's MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Cosplay ready? Are you going as Jabba the Head or the Blob? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slap you in my nipple next time. <laughs> Who's brave enough to fly into something we all call the Death Sphere? The Death Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us, as always, is the man who speaks fluent soundboard. Otherwise, we'd be broadcasting over dial-up. He's RT Square, we're off the tech. Thank you. So, if you use a happy emoticon while you're sad, you become a Decepticon. Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> he he gave me that 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 pity fucking rim shot just to, to support his stuff. I feel like Sessions and Trump. <laughs> you're welcome. You, you support me, I'll support you. Nah, dude. <laughs> now you're on your own on that. You're one. on your own on that one. Yeah, loyalty. <laughs> what? Honest loyalty. Wow, honest loyalty. loyalty. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. Okay, so on today's show, we're going to review the new movie, The Dark Tower. But first, MFG has a bunch of geek updates, entertainment tidbits, and valuable heads up um, for you guys to look out for. Stuffed in his back pocket. Now, I don't know what to ask first. Should I ask, damn, how does all that shit fit in his back pocket? Or if that's in his back pocket, I don't want to know what's in his front pocket. But I digress. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Cap. I'll show you what's in my front pocket. <laughs> wow, you gave, you gave a, a two-second pause just for that, bro? I expected better. <laughs> it was, it's called dramatic effect. Ah. What is what you trying to school me every episode for the past three episodes? Because, you know, I figure you're my son. I should school you. Wow, son. <laughs> I mean, you may not. Uh, I won't go there. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. What we got? Death. Of course, Ooh. the beginning. Start off with the bad, yep, but only one. Uh, June Foray, the voice actress who gave life to Rocky the Flying Squirrel, I died on that. July 26. Mm-hmm. Foray stepped into the voiceover scene in 1943 as Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in a little-known animated short titled "The Egg Cracker Suite." Over the next 71 years, Foray gave expression to hundreds of animated and live-action characters. Among her most memorable characters are Looney Tunes Granny and Witch Hazel, Jokey Smurf, Grammy Gummy, and Aunt May in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. Famous Warner Brother animator Chuck Jones complimented Foray's voice talents in his quote, June Foray is not the female Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc was the, female, was the male June Foray. Wow. Uh, Two months before her 100th birthday, June Foray died in a hospital in Los Angeles. She had been in declining health since her involvement in a car accident in 2015. June Foray was 99. Oh, man. Holy shit. I I had no idea that, because I knew that she was Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle, but I didn't realize that she had been doing so much work, especially um, Grammy and and, uh, and Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes. Love those characters. You know... I used to like watching the Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, show. Bullwinkle? Mm-hmm. Bullwinkle. Yeah, that was, that was the, 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 the ghetto mini, version. That of was the bootleg version. Is yeah. that the DR version? That's the DR version. <laughs> uh, but 
for some reason, I can't think of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, Just that, that show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without thinking about the song Dreamer. Dreamer. Yeah, Dreamer. Never mind. Because in the movie, in the Rocky and oh. Bullwinkle movie, when he finally flies, that's the song that they play. Ah, so you're that person that watched the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It it's, was funny. No, it wasn't because I've watched that movie. It, it was, was horrible. funny. <laughs> Well, maybe also by the standards of Rocky and Bullwinkle, because Rocky and Bullwinkle, for those who are listening and have never watched it before, is very pun-heavy. The humor is way different than the movie. The movie was funny in its own right, but in a different kind of way. But if you look, if you label something one thing, if you're saying, here's tomato soup, and you give me clam chowder in the can, I might like clam chowder, but if you told me tomato soup, I'm expecting tomato soup. No, if you tell me tomato soup and give me clam chowder, I'd be like, hell yeah. Except as you. I love some clam chowder. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's the matter you? Hmm? Really? What's the matter you? Oh, God. <laughs> well, in any event, I mean, she was, I mean, she was a pioneer. And it's funny because yeah. nobody really knew her name, or at least yeah. n- not that commonly until her death. Yeah. No, as I say, yeah. She, was, she wasn't She was that well-known amongst the populace. But, yeah, I've always known because I've loved that show. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm so sad to hear that, that she left. But she left a, a, a lifetime of work. And yeah. people can enjoy it for generations. So, so. you know. Glad to hear that she was involved oh, yeah. in that stuff. All right. Now, what is Amazon Prime looking to deliver next? How about Robert Kirkman's Skybound Entertainment comic book characters? Uh, the Walking Dead creator has a deal with Amazon Studios to develop television content to debut exclusively on Amazon Prime Video, uh, which is seeking to expand its horror, fantasy, and sci-fi programming. Now, for those unfamiliar with some of Skybound's collections, it includes titles like Invincible, Thief of Thieves, Outcast. Manifest Destiny, Witch Doctor, and Kill the Minotaur. A statement released by Kirkman stated, quote, At Skybound Entertainment, we strive to tell the best stories in the most unique and creative ways in an effort to always break new ground. A forward-thinking company like Amazon is the perfect home for us. Their new foray into genre fiction has us at peak optimism for what we can uh, accomplish during this unprecedented partnership, end quote. Interesting. Interesting. I like those guys at Skybound. You know why? Why? Because they invented Superfight. The oh, game which right. we yeah. played once, and you guys never want to play again. Well, I mean, it, it took a lot out of us, and you know, we can only we have to save our funniness for the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I will say that it's too that, bad you squandered it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Says you. That's two for Mike. Yeah, I started off with one, so the that's, first one's the best. One. That was a pity one. Yeah. That was that was that was for Ralph. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Don't. It's still it's still mine. You can't take it away from me. All I'll say is, um, out of Skybound, I've been a big fan of Invincible. And I would love to see what they would do with it, but I feel like it would be better serviced as a movie versus a series. But yeah, you know, no, I, there's so much story in Invincible. Oh, I, think, I know. I think it'd be better as a TV series. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, I just I just would want to see a non Marvel superhero movie out instead of it being Marvel DC Marvel DC. Then like, watch Dread. Would you settle? <laughs> it, it Dread only came out twice in what twenty years. That was enough. Would wow. You, would you settle for a TV movie? No, because I, every time I think about TV movie, I think about um, um, the Hulk TV movies with with Captain America and whack ass fucking Daredevil and Thor and Thor uh, and Thor. That's right. There was a Hulk TV movie. Lots of them. There's a, a bunch I think of them. At least dude. three of them, I think. Yeah, but back in the eighties, we met Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Bill Bixby. Yeah, bro. Daredevil was in it? Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe if he goes to DR now, they probably are just releasing it. New. <laughs> just possible. Nuevo. Nuevo. <laughs> what else you got there, Mike? All righty. Let's listen to these words. Cyborg. Too dark? Needs to lighten his tone? Are these racist statements? No. Well, no. 
but these are phrases that were tossed around while, jo- while Joss Whedon continued his reshoots to Warner Brothers Justice League film. According to actor Joe Morton, who plays Dr. Silas Stone, Cyborg's father, uh, he was called in for reshoots because his in-story son needed some adjustment to the tone of his character. According to Morton, quote, I think what I heard was that there was a need from the studio to lighten up the film in a way that the film felt too dark. I don't know what that meant in terms of how it actually got translated in terms of the reshoots, but that's what I heard. That's what I thought some of the reshoots were about, end quote. Okay. That explains all that white paint they had. <laughs> oh my God. You, three you, for you, me. You're making up for all the fucking horrible time that you wasted the past couple of podcasts. You're like bundling them all up now. Hey. You get them when you can. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, here's one thing I'll say before you go on, Mike. Um, the, the, when you're talking about lightening it up, um, Joe, Joe the intern and I were talking the other day. Shout out to Joe the intern. And Where's yeah, my Joe, laundry? <laughs> I'm still waiting on that cup of tea. We're still waiting for our fucking um, uh, press passes. That's another story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, another friend of mine, not shouting her out, <laughs> got one. I was very, very jealous and happy for her. But what I was going to say was Joe the intern and I were talking. Is um, the Justice League doing a page one rewrite it kind of feels that way i told them no but no a page one rewrite would be literally redoing the entire movie from scratch but it sounds like they're based that's what kind of what they're doing it sounds like they're just doing a lot of scenes that'll probably have to be cut um to either remove other scenes or splice into this right either way that's not a good sign when you're doing this many of them they're doing a page 10 rewrite (laughs) (laughs) you're right not quite not quite early but early enough yeah Yeah. wow and by the way really um so, so Josh Whedon and, and everybody found that um, Zack Snyder's treatment of the Justice League was a little dark. Yeah, but, and they said particularly uh, the cyborg character that they felt yeah. that his tone was really a lot darker than it should have been. And I'm like, I, I just, I can't wait to see this movie. Again, I hope it's great, but if it isn't, I, what I want to see, if it isn't good, I can't wait to see Josh Whedon backpedal. <laughs> well, uh, the, the people at Marvel, wait, this is a DC film. <laughs> so, so they were... Concerned about his tone, but he's like mostly CGI. Can't they just you know adjust it and like you know, well, no, the tone of the thing, color. Would, oh. the tone of the thing would be the the way it came across, not his aluminum foil look. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, you guys? You, you're just hey, loosey goosey with this. He got it. You, you, you like you, you, you like that person in fifth grade that just gives the hand jobs to anybody. Whoa, what kind of fifth grade classes yeah, you go I was to? to say. <laughs> I went to the Bronx. Mike, keep going. <laughs> well. I can come up with my last one now that this quick news has no longer been quick, but evidently (laughs) filled with lots of sexuality from fifth graders. (laughs) Alrighty, uh, last but not least, once the four-fingered white gloves came off, Mickey Mouse came out swinging and landed a solid punch to Netflix's breadbasket. Disney announced last week that it will launch its own branded streaming service and pull its catalog of feature films from Netflix. No! Atlantis! Disney CEO Bob Iger said his company had a good relationship with Netflix, but Disney intends to invest heavily in making original movies and series that will only be available on its new platform. According to reports on the withdrawal, Marvel's slate of TV shows will remain on Netflix, but Marvel's feature films agreement with Netflix will conclude at the end of 2018. Um, I have an update for that. that? I just heard that um, um, yesterday that um, Netflix said, okay, well, then we're, I think we're taking back Shonda Rhimes, and now Disney's what? back. Shonda Rhimes, I don't know who Shonda Rhimes is or the relevance of that, but because I guess that's something big in the, in the Disney universe. Now Disney's is this back. a person or a thing? I had it's, literally it's no person. idea what you're talking about. It's a person. It's a person. Oh. I know. Now, I didn't get to do the... Re- I just kind of read it, and then I didn't think it would come up in quick news today. But um, now Disney's back at the negotiating table. Really? Yeah. I haven't, I, literally, I haven't heard anything. I was just looking at that I, today. I have, but, an in- uh, I have an inside source that, that, that mentioned it to me. So I was hmm. like, wow. 
Um, shout out to Dana. Um, I won't say her last name, just not to get her in trouble. Um, yes. But yeah, she she had mentioned that. I was like, wow. So now Disney and Netflix are back negotiating. Now they're back at the negotiating table. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Not, so, so like I'm saying, you probably have current news, but I got, have the, a little bit of insider news. Yeah, well, it says that um, she's been signed uh, with Netflix already. Right. So yeah, I, I wonder what that's even about. I have no idea. Anybody know who Shonda Rhimes is? Please send us something through the <laughs> through the Facebook page and let us know because I, all, all us over thirty people. Well, I think she creates content for Disney. Shonda Rhimes is leaving ABC for Netflix. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I, I guess she creates com- um, content for Disney, but I still don't exactly see how that would redo anything. She but must be a major. She's yeah. a producer. She must yeah. be a major player. So all right, yeah, interesting. All right, all so, right. That's all your quick news. That's it. Wow. So 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 wow. Amazon and fucking Netflix, same quick news. Yeah. Amazing. Ralph, any quick news? I have no news, but I have a declaration. Go for it. I will unite all these streaming services because I am tired of having to go to Amazon and then Netflix and then Disney and then Nickelodeon and all these things. I will unite streaming services. I'm going to start the revolution. Dude, that that is already started in the radio business. You don't want that. <laughs> it's kind of the reason why, um, as much as I bitch with Mike... Um, it's the reason why you don't want all Marvel to own all the Marvel movies because then they wouldn't be able to put out the content the way they do. I didn't say that they're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna create my own thing. Oh, I'm gonna call it Ralph. <laughs> Ralph streaming service. I, I I love the silence between Mike and I. We're like, yeah, that, that well, should just last. at the beginning of every episode. It'll just be like the butler did it. So here's the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph will be everywhere. But obviously, Ralph has no news, and um, Mike took my news, so let's go right to it. Let's go to the main topic for today. Damn, no foreplay? No, go right to it. My God. The hand job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. Um, Damn, I just lost (laughs) I fucking hate you guys. All right, so let's go back to our main topic, which is to talk about the new Stephen King movie, The Dark Tower. And with the synopsis, is the freshly warmed up MFG Mike the Finance Guy. I'm hot. Oh, I wait. Uh, I, I think you're gonna make like a Strudel reference or something. Nope. <laughs> Alrighty. The Dark Tower is a science fantasy western film adaptation melding several elements of Stephen King's eight-volume Dark Tower series. The film was directed by Nikolai Arcel from a screenplay by Arcel, Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Pinkner, and Andrews Thomas Jensen. The film was made on a budget of about sixty million, but has only so far grossed fifty-three million worldwide 53 worldwide yeah oh shit the dark tower has an underwhelming rotten tomatoes rating of 18 percent and a metacritic score of 34 out of 100 all right synopsis to cure the hurt for you for quality stephen king film adaptations you can always reach for carry misery and the mist as brand name medicines the dark tower however is strictly generic prescription <laughs> made by a shady pharmaceutical company run out of a Mexican kitchen. Oh, man. <laughs> this, is a st- this is a story about Roland and Walter. Roland is a gunslinger, some type of long-living, hard-to-kill Clint, East- Clint Eastwood worshiper from another Earth. Walter is a crazy wizard looking to let darkness destroy the universe. Can these two wacky kids find peace and harmony in the Big Apple? No. Uh, but they do find a psychic kid whose powers allow him to see events across dimensions but could not see the lackluster script of this production. With action and adventure resembling a G-rated Nickelodeon children's show, Roland and the kid barely battle Walter and his lack of of interesting CGI effects as the wizard tries to destroy the Dark Tower that keeps all reality safe from monsters living in the darkness outside. If your driving factor to see this film is Idris Elba, 
Uh, just watch episodes of Luther and pretend he's hunting Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's starring Idris Elba as Roland DeShane, Matthew McConaughey as Walter Paddock, a.k.a. Man in Black, uh, Tom Taylor as Jake Chambers, Claudia Kim as Ara Champion, uh, Fran, Fran Kranz as Pimley, Abby Lee as Tirana, Jackie Earl Haley as Sayre, Catherine Winnick as Laurie Chambers, Dennis Haysbert as Stephen DeShane, and Michael Berbieri as Timmy. All right, so before we get into any um, cursing out or props or whatever, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. There we go, and that spoiler button was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Oh my God! Now, now you're going doing it like cascades of waves. You guys are horrible. I sw- he's gonna send a, it's like an uh, orgasm. Of stush. <laughs> he's gonna send a cease and desist letter, and I'm I, my name's not on it's it. It's just so fun to say. Yeah, but the thing is, is it's gonna be from an English person, which means it's gonna have like really harsh words, like I insist. <laughs> <laughs> I am truly, truly upset at this. <laughs> I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I just had to get in on that joke. Not that he's listening anyway. All right. <laughs> so let's get into it. Dark Tower by Stephen King, directed by Ron Howard. Um, there was a lot of hope for this film. And just like everything else in this show, I'm going to get right to it. Mike made such an accurate assessment of this film on the way walking out. When you had jumped on your motorcycle to leave, Ralph. Mike and I walked and we talked about it for a little bit. I didn't jump on my motorcycle. I hopped onto my motorcycle. Big difference. Wow, you're splitting hairs, really? Big difference. Okay, fine. So, so, so Ralph hopped on his motorcycle. Well, Mike and I... He walk- hippity-hopped. <laughs> Is it hip-hip-hop? Stop, 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 because you don't know bang, cool, bang. Jay, so get out of here. <laughs> so... Before we get to Mike's assessment, which I feel like is a kind of a accurate assessment of this movie, were you guys into the books when they were out or when they even when they were in comic form? Because Marvel released um, The Dark Tower back in 2007, mm-hmm. and they've been ongoing. And I, I didn't know that they were, they've were they been doing it little by little up to now, up to currently. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an entirely long series. But the answer to your question, no. I have not read either the books nor the comic books. And never had interest either? No, I don't know why. And Ralph, because I know, Ralph, you have very different interests also. So, In response to your question, Mr. Oh. Cap, uh, I haven't heard of The Dark Tower prior to them releasing the trailer to the movie. Wow. That was the first wow, time I even knew of its existence. That's really surprising considering that you, you like a lot of that kind of like supernatural type right. genre. I'm really surprised you never heard of it. I tend to shy away from Stephen King because his library is so vast. Yeah. I, I figure I would get lost in him and I like to sample from many different authors. Wow. I would get lost in him. Yeah. I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> I mean, have you met the guy? Who wouldn't get lost in him? Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, it, it, he, he does write a lot of content, but not all of it's really that. I mean, not all of it is of the same caliber. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, he has such a vast library. Like, if you start one place, you're going to be like, all right, this is good. Let's try something else. It's like Then, when, then you're like, all right, this is crap. Let's try something else. Right. It's like what Mike was saying in the synopsis, talking about, like, you know, you have his go-tos that you're like, oh, Stephen King's known for this and this and this. But then they don't, they don't think about the other stuff. And I guess yeah. what Mike's trying to say is this is the other stuff. Well, I mean, we're not talking about the books again. So just because I've heard, I heard the Dark Tower books are supposed to be really good. And most it's, of his books, one of his from what I've heard, series. yeah, from, um, he considers his Magnus Opus. Um, he, you know, this is kind of his lifelong dream to create this world. Um, 
like I said, we're not talking about any of his books at all, really. It, his books, from what I understand, no matter what the movies or TV shows were made about, are generally pretty good and, you know, to excellent. It's his translation into film and TV is just pretty bad like when you look at a list and there's an extensive list because uh, there's like short stories in his yeah, that's what I heard, that yeah. you even realize that were him that were made into movies or right. tv series um it's extensive and but when you realize how few of them were actually good is shameful yeah it's just that they somehow cannot seem to translate this man really well or, or, or do you think just something just maximum overdrive uh, do, what, it, really? it it the tv version maximum oh. overdrive was stephen king yep yeah i didn't what yeah. Uh, oh shit! You That's what I'm saying. There's, there's tons, you know. But yeah. one that didn't do well that I always I love watching thinner though. I, I, I was waiting for you to mention thinner. I love thinner. <laughs> mark mark the day and the time. One forty nine Monday, August fourteenth. The cap didn't know something, and Ralph did. <laughs> you you can hold on to that date. It's very sparing. It's very rare. It's very freaking <laughs> weird. But the reason why I'm bringing up that whole this whole point just I don't want to belabor the point too much. But it just sounds like what we're talking about is that this particular film and like mike said didn't translate well but what was the problem with this film now ralph do you agree with mike's assessment of the fact that this film because I, I i do agree this film was not a very good film i disagree with both of you entirely i felt this movie was magical 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 i quite enjoyed it you're not being sarcastic i am not being sarcastic you're being genuine i am being genuine genuine i, I that's what i said genuine genuine or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i'm genuine yo okay <laughs> shut up yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film. Like I, well, I'm happy from, for you <laughs> from start to finish. Well, because like you said, I'm really into like the you know fantasy, you know magic kind of stuff. Right. And these are the this is the kind of movie that I dreamt about as a kid. You know, just like these fantastical worlds, oh, these other worlds that exist. And, yeah. yeah, and so seeing this actually made me think back to when I was a kid reading these kind of books for the first time. Right. You know? But the thing is, I mean, I enjoy fantasy, sci-fi, magic. We all know that type of stuff. And I enjoy other travel worlds, but I still want a good story. And this, this, I, this just laid there. I thought that, to me, the story felt like they want to do sequels, you know? So, right. like, they're, they're setting it up for more stories. Right. But, I mean, but at the same time, it's like... It does, for me, it didn't because of the fact, especially the way it ended. It's like, well, you just literally wrapped up your entire film. Like, like think about it. They did not leave it open like, and then there could be more. You're like, well, that, you well, just the, kind of solved the entire problem. The demons are still out there. Yeah, but that's true. But, right, but that's because, right, but think about it. They're out there because the heroes saved the day. That, that, that's not, that doesn't mean that there's a part two. That just means that they did what they were supposed to do. There can be. Well, here's yeah. the thing. That, and that, there could be more. The way, the way it was presented wasn't as interesting as it could have been. Like I agree with you. I understand what you mean about, um, you know, being the wonderment, imagination, uh, the, the the imagination of there are other worlds that exist and that there are people who can have these kind of powers. And but I think Mike said it best, and I don't want to take the words out of your mouth. So right, go for it. Um, Mike said it best when we were talking about it because I liked them. I I enjoyed. It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't Geely. It wasn't fucking. It wasn't Ghost Rider. It wasn't part Ju two. Spirit yeah. of Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Jupiter Ascending. It wasn't that bad. But it wasn't that good because Mike said it best. It was flat, meaning that you didn't have highs and lows. Everything just kind of ran on a, a, on a steady pace. And you know, I always talk about pacing. It was just kind of like there were things that you should be getting more excited about. And you didn't get that excited about because the, the writing and the way they presented it didn't make you excited about Speak it. Speak for yourself. I was at the edge of my seat See, the whole movie. Really? I, I, I mean, again, good for you. I don't understand how because every moment no. that was tense was just petered off. I mean, you know, like. 
like you know uh, the mother you know the fact that she's now facing Walter and you know that something imminent is going to happen so yeah they leave you with the tailor of like you know you should you know, come with me or something like along that line whatever he says to her well, you know he's going to kill her and then you know you see him later after you know he's killed her, but you haven't seen it and he's just like I've left a surprise for them at the apartment and you're like it wasn't much of a surprise. It wasn't even much of anything that horrible. Like, you know, he left like, the fucking skid mark on the floor. Yeah. Spoilers. It wasn't that horrible. He killed her mo- but his dude, mother. You could have presented it in a way where it, it, it really pulled at your heart. And even the kid's response wasn't the... It was like his... Not even his favorite dog. His not-so-favorite dog died. That was his reaction. Uh, I mean, how do you um, mourn someone? You Pe- bury their body, right? Yes. Right? Or yes. You, you have them cremated, but you, that's, that's one your way. choice. That's one right? way, yeah. He took away that ability for that boy. Yeah, but you didn't see that in the boy. You, the boy was right. just kind of like sulking like he lost his best right. friend. Right. In other words, what, what we're leading to is that you're adding to the film what the film didn't give us. Right. And, and I mean, that's fine. I mean, we, we all do it to some degree, but at the same time, as reviewing, as reviewers, you have to step back and say, what did the film give me? Not what did I give the film. And that's the thing. The film didn't give me a lot. Like, it, it started lots of, of preparation. Like, you know, like, okay, this is going to happen. Uh, so you know that there's going to be a battle. And you're like, so this was your battle? <laughs> like, like you know, one, two, three, knockdown, fight's over? <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, the, the final It was five minutes, battle. bro. It was five minutes, maybe the ten, ten bat- times. No, the final battle was not even five minutes. Not, not literally between Walter and Roland. Because <laughs> my thing, if you, my thing is, I like the build when they were building and explaining. Okay, this boy is seeing things. His parents yeah, think he's crazy. The very beginning, you yeah. know, I, I loved it. I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And now you see this other world, and you're kind of curious. Okay, these kids are being freaking, you know, taken in and using their, their their powers. I didn't know what they were doing initially, but you know that they were using their psionic ability. Well, he was stealing their psionic ability to, and, to, and to be able to. Out, to right. He was taking their shine. He's yeah. taking their shine, so to right. speak. Right. That was interesting. The the, the creatures were creepy, even though once again another example of they could have done more that skin flap shit and them being that wasn't creepy enough show me their faces coming off show show me something because it, it wasn't or, as creepy or like a perfect example is early on in the film he's fighting the house demon it's literally mm-hmm. just wood that surrounds him and yeah that's it's kind of confining this crime. we don't i mean we know that he gets cut by it because we see walter look at a piece of wood with with supposedly blood on it which wasn't i mean we know that blood dries brown but in movies blood is always red this was just like black so we didn't even really know that it was no, blood it per was, se it was a burgundy color it, but i mean it was so dark that like again for film wise it just it belittled the violent action but what i'm leading to is this is nothing about the color of that that's that's not because <laughs> i mean like that's not even worth talking about right he's which trapped in, he's trapped in this in this wood that seems to kind of be compressing him, he does, he says, stop it, forcefully. He screams it out. Right, okay. He could scream to the top of his lung. It just stopped. Oh, I'm not done. He just stopped. That was our entire excitement of that scene. That was it. There was was nothing that made me feel that his life was threatened in the least, and there was no, there was no interesting resolution to it. My thing about it, is that they explain why that happened? Yeah, right, but they, but, yeah, yeah, right, but they but explained right. it in a way, and then you're like, well, if he's so, if this is such a badass monster, it's not supposed to be happening like that. You, he just dispatched him like it was nothing, and there was no tension. There was no right. like you thought he was gonna die, or because he that, right. that fight should have lasted a little bit right. longer. There, there wasn't an actual battle. In other words, what I'm saying though is that, like for instance, here's a story. Um, I went out to the store the other day. I uh, I was going to the Seven Eleven. A woman was hit by a car. Uh, she died. It's a sad tale. 
she she probably had kids or something like that. It's not interesting the way I just told it. We're talking about I'm on right. the edge of my right. seat. Right and now. if you're on the edge of your seat on that, then we already know where that. that, <laughs> that, that going. It's riveting. What happened but next? You, but you see what I'm saying? And that's what this film was like. For, like for me, and for, and actually for a large portion of the viewing audience, obviously, um, with the, with its ratings getting, is that like you were saying with the the mother? Well, he killed his mom. Yes, that's a horrible thing. You're supposed to make me feel it, not just kind of tell me she's dead or or other thing. And that's what I was missing in the film. It just seemed like everything was just kind of like. Muted. Yeah, it, it just, it really, like I said in the, my synopsis, it felt like a G-rated version of a movie that's actually still in the cinema, which I find really weird, you know. What, did you want him to go full Kirk and just scream, Walter! Oh, no, but no, but I mean, but, just but, but I have somebody. Walter! But, but, di- but dude, you, you, my thing is, okay, he, he, and, and when, um, um, maybe it didn't hurt as much because he's still reeling from the loss of his father. No, oh, no, because uh, dude, if anything, if anything, that's going to exacerbate it and make it more painful because he's right. still reeling from his father and his mother dies. That boy's a pile of shit. Well, he's not, not going to be able to do anything. Not if he's still numb from the death of his father. Yeah, but that could also it can go either way. What I'm saying, you know, right. it can go either way with with that. But, stuff. but also, but I mean, but then now leading to that, and that's a, it's, a, it's a fair enough point that Ralph has brought up. But then the end of the movie, ah, kid, you want to come with me? It's not like you got anything else here. Really, I can come with you? Really? That that's it? I mean, like this kid should be devastated. Everyone in his life is dead except for that kid Timmy. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, this is. First off, Timmy had a name. <laughs> well, I, I, I looked him out. First, I was so preoccupied with him being like, I'm trying to figure out where the setting was. I figured it was New York, but listening to the kid talk, it sounded like he had a Boston accent. I'm like, it, I know King's from Boston. He's, right. he's, he's from New well, he's England. From the, he's, he's from, from New England area. Yeah, New England, yeah. Yeah, so, so he's from that area. So listening to the kid, I'm like, was this? Like, I paid more attention to the kid's accent than the actual name. Right. So I'm like, really? He had a name? <laughs> but it was one of those things. I mean, the movie itself. But that's And again, it's a me thing. I mean, maybe you, uh, Ralph, uh, found it more gripping that, like, I when I was going down the list of uh, who was starring, and I'm like, I mean, I looked about, I know who all these people are in the film. Who's Pimley? Huh? Who's Pimley? Pimley. Pimley? Yeah. Who played, who, what character was that? Who's Pimley? That's my whole question. I don't know. Who's Tirana? What? Tirana? Who's Tirana? Exactly my whole point. Tirana is the woman that was working with Walter, the woman that had that very stern young woman, very pretty, stern face. Oh, okay. Right, that he burned later on. Yeah. Pimley was the guy that was controlling the machinery that allowed the dimensional. So these are two people that were in the film a lot. And both of you are looking at me like I've never heard these names before. Again, my point of how the film didn't grab you. In other words, it, it, it had no characters besides the main characters that you even kind of cared about. How many times did they say their names, though? Um. I don't know. Again, I, but that's my whole point, though, is that we, we, should, we still don't know who they are. It's not. We've watched lots of films where you're just like, holy shit, that character or this person, you know, you know who they are because they were interesting. Yeah. And we saw them enough. <laughs> you know, Agent 67 and, you know, uh, Avengers Ultron. Yeah, that guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what we're saying. It's the idea that even if you didn't know the name, if you know who the person is, you can say, oh, the person who helped out um, Steve Rogers in Winter Soldier, the, the, the blonde woman, his next door neighbor, you can be able to describe it. You wouldn't be able to describe half of these characters outside of Ilja Salba. You mean the, Asi- the Asian woman who was who was also a, a cleric? Was she a cleric? Or she, um, she was psychic. She was psychic. Um, and of course, Walter. I mean, and, and Jake, of course. But Cleric? No. Is this equilibrium? I'm just saying. I, I'm, 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 I, in this world, it's not superhero terms. I, I don't know what terms they use. But once again, I just feel like it was... Psych- a, it was she, they called her a seer. It was yeah. very muted. Let me throw this out there. Idris Alba, was he a good... Do you feel like he was portraying a good character? Or was he just a caricature? 
I have my own answer for that. It's a little uh, bit loaded. Let me, let me catch that. Go ahead. I Go ca- for it. Caught it. Uh, I think Idris Alba, he seems a little like, I don't know, like, if the character seemed very sad and depressed, I understand why. Of course. But he seemed like he was, like, really overdoing it a little bit sometimes. So you felt like he was eat, eating up the scenery? Or chewing the scenery, as they say? What does that mean? Over, overdoing it. Overacting. I don't think he was overacting. I think he was just like, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, hmm. so his, he was really good. I think his weary, the weariness he was portraying, you just thought he just portrayed it too much. Yeah, yeah, like okay. too okay. well, I guess I would say. Like he really seemed like he was the character. Well, like, it seemed like he wanted to be out of the film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you feel like he's phoning it in, he, but not phoning it in. It just almost felt like oh, this is heavy. I can't wait for this thing to be over. <laughs> you know? I, I just felt like it was just a, ca- a caricature of all the brooding kind of heroes that we yeah. meet, whether it's Western or superhero or whatever. And it's like, you know, oh, we've got him and, and he's got nobody to love because he's been he's had people taken away from. Him, so he's there and he's the ca- he's the gunslinger. Right. Uh, that's another thing. They talk about him not being the him being the only gunslinger. And what happened to I feel like they could have played that up more. Well, it is a lot. In other words, it's. I don't know what their end game was. Like, in other words, I don't know if this was to exactly lead to more films or I've heard rumors that this was also supposed to be gateway for TV series that, that could possibly go, you know, to extend from it. It's, I don't, again, didn't read the book, so I can't tell you the exact how the books themselves flow, but it, this doesn't seem like a good order to have given it to me. So that now I'm hearing about, it, it's so much to explain. Like, I, I don't understand Walter. Like, you know, just, he's just Walter Paddock. I mean, that's a, a weird name. He's not some wizard it doesn't seem it almost seems like he's maybe, a sorcerer right but it's just it's like but why and like, in their world what does right. what does it take to be a sorcerer right like, the down like is, why you know, why is he there why does he want this exactly besides to release the darkness roland he's a gunslinger they evidently seem to live a really long time i don't know exactly to what extent they seem to heal really rapidly according to him um but to what end and why are they a particular race of thing? I mean, not just an order but are they a race that's different than the other people like in other words, there's just nothing but questions. So gunslingers you know. evolved from the knights of uh, uh, King oh, Arthur's oh, King court. Arthur, right. Their weapons are made from the metal of but Excalibur. Now we knew that they were made from Excalibur because he said, "Well, he said his guns were made from it." He didn't say everybody's. He said his guns were made from Excalibur. See, that's again, that's the whole point. This there is nothing in the film that states that they are descendant from like Arthur's reign per se. They just said that they're made from. Which was also, by the way, that was the weirdest statement when he goes, they're made from Arthur of whatever he calls the guy. He goes, uh, the Keystone, which is Keystone Earth. He goes, people in Keystone refer to it as Excalibur. I'm like, but you're not talking to anyone from Keystone. Like, there was no one from Keystone, that he, which would only be the boy. So it's like, why are you telling people that Keystone referred to as Excalibur? That they, they wouldn't care. They would actually know what you were referencing when you said what you said, because that would have meant something to them. So we know that... Idris Elba's guns are made from Excalibur. But again, to what end? Like, it's great that you've thrown out Excalibur. Wonderful. What does that mean? Like, does that mean that they're indestructible? Does that mean that they're magical? Does that mean that they never miss their shots? So therefore, he could be a bad shot. Does it mean that the bullets get wedged in and only a certain person can pull them out? Right. Like, in other words, like... That's a fucking rim shot. You know, but... um, Fucking pity ass from <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Like that's my problem with the film. They, they threw out so much, but they gave me no answers, and not in that way of I can't wait to see the second film. It's just that I don't know what's going on. You know? Well, if, if I had to speculate, I would assume that because a is a weapon of which uh, 
who's if you get cut by Excalibur, it doesn't heal. I guess if you get shot by that bullet, you die instantly. Here's one thing I'll say. We guess. But, but, it's, not, again, but it's a bullet from Excalibur. That's, that's it's not speculation. But once again, yeah. it, um, it's the argument we have all the time on, on this show, and sometimes I'm against and sometimes I'm for Wait, we argue on the show? Oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> um, if you have to speculate that much, then you didn't do, do a, good, uh, a good job of telling your story. Right. Um, you, you, you need to set... Because remember, if we're talking about King Arthur... Stephen King's idea of King Arthur might be something different than than, than exactly. what than what the the, the what's in literature or right. what's in other stories. It's like when you set up okay vampires, vampires glisten in the light. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> right. But wait, but, wait. vampires but, don't glisten. But, well, I mean, in some stories they do, some stories they don't. But you it depends on who dictates the world, and they didn't dictate. Okay, well. If it's coming from Excalibur, what are the properties? What does it do? Why is it so important? That stuff. And it just never set that up. It just set you up with the wow factor of, wow, it comes from Excalibur, but didn't explain what that means. Right. You and shouldn't it, have to guess. Right. Is Excalibur something that's on every planet in the dimension? Right. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> you know, there was just so much. Uh, but now we've been talking so negative. I did want to say that I did like the fact that they threw out, uh, or, and again, I don't know if it's in the books or not, but I did like seeing some of the uh, throwouts to Stephen King's prior characters. So that like, yes. like, well, like, first of all, like the fact that The Shining exists. So that tells me that that tells us all that The Shining's world exists, that that the Dark Tower world is basically comprising nearly everything he's ever written. And it's supposedly, and again, I say nearly because I'm not 100% sure how it goes, but that is supposedly true that like a lot of the main villains, especially the ones that were more supernatural as a, as a especially was a man, like in, uh, like in the, the Shining um, and also in... Uh, What's the what's his big? It was a big ass book. Um, it the stand no, the stand. Um, that that main villain there, and his, I think that main villain has been. He has different names, but that is the man in black. It's just him oh. in different um, versions of him. But it, I think it's all him. That's what I've read. Like, like, and he doesn't say it outward, but like he gives hints that this is the same character, like the character from um, oh, wait. The, the one with the snow. Uh, uh, the Shining. No, 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 not that one. There's one. There was. I think it was more of a TV made movie. Um, a storm of the century. There's a guy in there that's just like, give me what I want and I'll go away. And he wants a kid. He wants to have a kid to train to become this next sorcerer demonic thing. Right. But like, I think that's also supposed to be him. You know, like it's, there is something that's going into it. But so I like that. I like the fact that he mentioned the shining, uh, that the kid had the right. shining so that, you know, um, or that they were at the Pennywise amusement park. Pennywise yes. is the clown from it. Oh, yeah, that's why yeah. when he said Pennywise, I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. And you, I think you said, it's an amusement park. And I, and I was saying, I'm not sure if you saw Pennywise, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's it. That's yeah. totally it." Yeah. Also, did you see the, um, the little kid was playing with the car? And what was the car? The uh, oh, the Christine. It's Christine. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's a lot of little. There, there were a lot of little Easter eggs hinting at um, Stephen's other books, which is great. Um, yeah. and I again, like. I don't know if it's in the books themselves or if they just added in the film. I don't know. If we are going to speak, start speaking positively, which is funny. You beat me to the fucking punch. I was going to say, well, let's talk about what we did like. If we're talking about something we didn't like, what, what did we like? I'll say this. The action in the middle of the film was really good. Like when, um, when Jake and um, oh, I keep forgetting his name. It is Roland. Roland, thank you. Um, Jake and Roland are going through um, that that forest and they're staying there for the night, and then the monsters right. show up. That was pretty cool. That was that was yeah. that, that was pretty cool. That's um, because it, it went for a little while. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen, especially when it started stabbing people. That was great. I, I enjoyed that yeah. stuff. I just felt like there's some things that even the, the almost the the grand finale fight before Roland gets to Walter when he's taking down the entire army with his six shooters. Pretty cool. I'm like, OK, we're starting to build. It's starting right. to get kind of kick ass. I was just mad at some of the powers he conveyed in the last fight. I'm like, really? You didn't. 
do that and the other stuff. Right. It's once again not telling me that this guy can do it. He didn't do what? Um, like when he used bullet and used one bullet to hit the other bullet. Um, when he's shooting um, pieces of glass out of the air. There's some things like think about all the magical stuff he did in the first half of the film. Maybe the most thing, the most is Walter? when Walter. Um, no, when um, Roland. 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 When Roland. Think about all the magical stuff he did with his guns. The first half of the film, not a lot. It was just a lot of straight shooting, a lot of shooting things, you know, while it's coming at him. He doesn't have any magical powers. Yeah, but my thing is at the end when you when he starts shooting the pieces of glass, which oh my god, that that that's pretty fucking hard. And then he shoots one bullet and shoots the other bullet and it bends and hits right. him. Well, it's not magic. That's supposed to be a well, skill. But, well, you know, but, but again, though, it's a skill that we don't understand. Well, that's why I said before about Excalibur. It's like, is it the gun that's kind of helping him do this? Is it pure skill? Are they another race that has just an ability to accurately aim? I mean, like, we don't know. A bunch of archers. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of archers, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <probably> like, yeah. <laughs> but, also, but also, even with the shining itself, though, like, towards the end. Because, I mean, like, Shine. Um, well, he has the shining. No, no, no. They have the shining. No, no but he's about the movie The Shining. No, I'm oh. saying, boys, he, it's, I mean, he has the shine. It is The Shining. I and mean, it's what it is. It is. They just call but, it The Shine. Which is from The Shining. Is hence it? the name of the movie. Is it? But um, he's just suddenly like, they're like, oh, he's able to control this, that. And you're like, well, we've never seen him do any of these things before. Like, you know, like the, the thing is, it's, it's psychic, but we've only ever seen it psychic as a, a telepathic or seeing the dead kind of a thing. And suddenly you're controlling an de- electronic device, you know, so it's just it was, he, it was just convenient. He's tapping into his power. But we don't know what that power is. In other words, that's that's just saying he that, didn't know what that power was either. Yeah, but that's not again. You don't. That's just like saying that's like, oh, storytelling. I, I, right. I, I've been reading minds and I've been projecting it's whatever my thought, you needed to be, which is horrible storytelling. That's not even bad. Right. It, when, when your ability is whatever makes the scene works, that is it, bad. It, <laughs> when it becomes too convenient, that's where it becomes an issue. It's like saying Wolverine slices with his claws and all of a sudden at the end of the fight, he uses telepathy. It's like, no, he doesn't have telepathy. He is adamantium of the mind. Right. His thoughts it, can cut through anything. If it, becomes, <laughs> if it becomes too convenient, it becomes, you know, right. like, okay, well, you just wanted a way out. You couldn't write your way out of this one. Right. You know, you had to figure it out. Looking at Ralph, <laughs> after we're talking about this review, Ralph's like beaten down. I feel like you're Stephen King. <laughs> so, Steve, what's your next story? Uh, it's about a lamp that attacks. <laughs> oh my God. Where's that from? What is that from? Family Guy. Oh, God. <laughs> you see that? It was like, they were making fun of how, like, uh, Stephen King is just, like, phoning it in now. Wow. And he's talking to his agent, and he's like, so, Steve, what's your next story about? But, but I think, like, like, like kind of like what Mike said, I feel like this one was more about um, the screenplay and also about what they decided to pull, because I don't know what... I don't know if they pulled it exactly from Dark Tower or, or took snippets. No, they took... They said they took uh, elements from several of his books. Okay, so... Which so, is what... It, it almost feels like, without having read the books, it feels like it's a lot of stuff crammed together instead of ones. Because if, if the book actually went this way, you'd be like, this is not a really well put together book. Here's my thing. The ending, was it me or did it feel like, um, did, it, did the ending feel so quick it felt like you were watching Whiplash from Iron Man 2? <laughs> I remember watching Whiplash and, oh my God, uh, uh, Mickey Rourke's going to kick ass. It's done? What the fuck you mean it's done? How are we ever get out of the situation? Oh, we resolved it. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is just, you know, do the thing with the thing and the thing and the thing. Convenient. They didn't even have that many things. <laughs> <laughs> One less thing. 
One less thing. One less thing. Hey, what's that button over there? Does it say stop everything? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the resolve button. I was about to say, it's the resolution button. The Click. resolution button. <laughs> Instant right. resolution. So is there anything else we want to mention before we start um, renaming and rating? Yeah, that kid was a horrible actor. Wow, really? I don't think he was that bad of an actor. <laughs> he was good. He was good at times. I mean, like a lot of well, I feel people, like what like, they gave him. Well, maybe that is what it is. But yeah, I just maybe I just wasn't a fan of what they gave him and how he was able to do it. But I was just like, yeah, kid. And also, it's not fair. I mean, he is with you know Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right, all right, all right. And you know what, McConaughey, even though he was poor man's purple man, he wasn't that bad until the end. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it, it was kind of this whole brooding kind of a thing. and Not brooding, but he was kind of like, you know, like, I'm chill because I'm the bad guy. and you know, I got to get people, you know. And then when it came to the big fight, I was like, could you get a little more excited? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well at least well, he's, he's cocky. He doesn't think he's going to lose. That's why he's, he's like that. Yeah. Well, he's a bad guy. He should know he always loses. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like wrestling. <laughs> right. All right. All right. All right. Anything else before we start renaming? Nope. All right. Let's go to it. Renaming the movie. I'll start first because Rob goes, you pick me first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, renaming the movie, Dark Tower, only on sci-fi. Ralph? <laughs> Dark Tower brings back your childlike wonder. Wow. Oh, my God. Like wetting the bed. <laughs> well, I, I looked at it from the point of view that uh, a lot of the stuff just like, you know, built you up but then went nowhere. So I just called it Dark Tower, the cock tease edition, available in HD and blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? With the name of Dark Tower and you being on the show, I'm surprised this is the first time we made... Uh, a phallic freaking joke. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Uh, well, I had one ready. Uh, well, I was like, okay, let's see how long I it had takes. One, I had one semi-erect. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, well, I'll say this. Uh, you, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, I'm just saying, I'm surprised it took this long. I thought we were going to jump on the phallic jokes real quick. Never. This is a classy podcast. Right. We cursed within the first two minutes of it. You do. I don't. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Rating. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, please, you dropping the N-bomb last week or last show. What, are you talking about house nigga? <laughs> Ratings. I told you I got permission to use it. Ratings for, for Dark Tower, Ralph. I give the Dark Tower eight. I aim with my eyes, not my arm. Out of ten. I'm glad you didn't go through the whole oath. It was like the... the, 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 the I have oath. not forgotten the face of my father. Oh, God. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. My rating. Five. My rating is five burning ashes of mom that we didn't get to see. So maybe she'll come back in the sequel. Out of ten. You have forgotten the face of your father. Obviously, I forgot the face of the mother because she wasn't that important. <laughs> well, if she comes back, like, she'll just be using a lot of lotion because she'll be ashy. <laughs> How many is that for Mike? Too many. <laughs> He's winning. He's yeah, winning. Well, whatever. I didn't know it was a contest. God. It's always a contest. It's not a contest. It's always a contest. <laughs> Mike? Not when I'm involved. In oh, boy. <laughs> I give it. Wow. I give slip. it a four shining turds out of ten. Shining turds? Oh, my God. <laughs> you have also forgotten the face of your father. I yeah. never knew it. Touche (laughs) Alright so there you have it Dark Tower Ron Howard's new flick Felt more like Joni Loves Chachi Than Happy Days And by the way though Before we say What you're about to say That also scares me He directed this film He's directing the Han Solo film I just thought about that (laughs) Oh Oh, wait Wait you seem so confident Loving this film Now you seem worried All of a sudden Ralph What are you talking about I can't wait to see that (laughs) Han Solo film You were just like Uh oh Donald Glover as Lando well, yes, as sir. Ralph pulls himself together and realizing how bad this film might be, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? 
Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now with more Ralph streaming service. Now with more what? Ralph yep. streaming service? Yes. Oh, God. You're really going to go that. Oh, yeah. You're really going to go there. It's, we're starting revolution. All right. <laughs> so you already, know the, you already know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we've made it under a minute once. Is that better, guys? I finally said it hey. the right way. Yay! Pictures. All right. <laughs> you earned that one. All right. All right. All right. What happened? You okay, Mike? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess we're gonna try to do it. Ready, set, go. Which member of the new Justice League movie franchise would have the better solo movie? Flash, Aquaman, or Cyborg? Ralph. Aquaman. All right. Mike. Aquaborg. He jumps in the water and short circuits. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I guess Cyborg, but only because it would be a 90-minute film about his internally downloaded uh, porn addiction problem. Oh, my God. It's a 30-second <laughs> answer already. <laughs> would it be possible for the Walking Dead TV series to reach the supernatural level of 13 seasons? Mike. Yes, but I would imagine none of the original cast members would be alive. Probably. <laughs> Ralph. Not if I have anything to say about I it. I wouldn't to say that. <laughs> if you could own one superhero armor, helmet, weapon, or accessory, what would it be? Ralph. I would have to say uh, Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet. Okay. That way, they'll never see me coming. God. <laughs> Giggity. Ralph. A mic. Uh, I say Thor's hammer. This is my hammer. This is my tool. One she's lightning, the other smacks fools. <laughs> <laughs> and last one. In your opinion, who's the biggest miscast of a lead? Motherfucker, fucker, fuck you, fuck, fuck. And now we, nobody can listen to our podcast. I was about to say. <laughs> even I don't want to listen. <laughs> in your opinion, who's the biggest miscast of a lead role character in a superhero film ever? Ever. Ralph. Um... Hmm. I'd have to say all the people in that original 1994 Fantastic Four movie. It's funny. I was thinking that also. But, I mean, I had a couple of other answers. But, yeah, definitely a good answer. Mike? I It has to be the Green Cat Rider, which is going to be Ryan Reynolds, Holly Berry, and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the wow. Green <laughs> the Green Cat Rider. Oh, my goodness. Well, that, that's pretty bad. I, I thought about um, a couple of movies also, but I thought Punisher Dolph Lundgren. Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, I've seen worse. <laughs> that was a pretty bad movie, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I know people who enjoy it. And I'm like, really? Yeah. But maybe because they, they, they might not be um, Marvel heads, so maybe that's what yeah, it is. I guess so. I guess. All right, shout-outs. Let's go into shout-outs. Ralph, any shout-outs? I like to shout-out the one person who's always been there for me through thick and thin. Mom doesn't listen to this. And I've never I, liked you. I was talking about <laughs> myself, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess you know you. Guys, he liked you even less. You guys are cool. <laughs> we're, we're we're on good terms right now. Ah. You know he he you know he he talks to me every once in a while, and nice. I I talk back, which is always the problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
When you talk to yourself, absolutely. <laughs> when, you start, no, when you start answering back. Right, it's, yeah. It's only a problem if you, you know, answer back. Yeah. You, you know what they say when you argue to yourself? You shouldn't worry unless you lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what are your shout-outs? To my wonderful niece, Cheryl. Alpha in Kuwait, still wishing her some uh, good times over there and nothing bad going on, hopefully. Other uh, wonderful niece, Aaron. Not that other Aaron. <laughs> I'll get to her later. Well, she will never get to this, so who cares? <laughs> That's right. Wait, are we now the official podcast of the U.S. Air Force? I don't know, but we should be. Uh, Cheryl, are we the official podcast of the U.S. Air Force? If not, work on it. <laughs> uh, and then, like, to, to Ruben. I know he's still listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... Well, to Angel, hopefully he'll uh, get to working and uh, get this working, and he'll be able to hear our podcast. Ah, He's trying okay. to listen. Yeah, and uh, maybe Oscar. I mean, yeah, Oscar. No, Oscar. Oliver. Sorry, wrong name. Oh, Oscar, Oscar has I, not. I, been I was thinking about Oscar. I'm like, Oscar wouldn't listen. Yeah, Oliver would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully Oliver's listening. Oliver missed working and with Mr. you, bro. Jamal. Jamal, where the hell is Jamal? I don't know where he that is That boy disappears and reappears. I know he's doing very well. Yeah. Right, we can't talk about what he's doing, but he's doing really well. And it's not illegal, just, you know. <laughs> it's not like we're aware of. I'm selling sheep. No, no, no. no. It's, you know, something really, really cool. So I'm, I'm glad he's enjoying it. He is like a rolling stone uh, gathering no moss. That's just bad. It's, it's with, a bad with, it's, with the joke, you need to have no moss. But you have to understand. <laughs> See, that was fucking good. Because, yeah. you know, his last name is Stone. So oh, like, God. Yeah. Anyway. We, we got it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you get, I, can exp- I can break it down. No, please. I have please. a chart. I can show you. And I'm glad it's, a, it's only an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the shout-outs I usually make, um, of course, Johannes, of course, Big Kev, of course, Joe. Um, Olga, um, a good friend of mine, listens to the podcast even though I don't think she listens. And she's like, you know, listen, this happened to her. I don't agree with this. I'm like, you listen? <laughs> she's like, yeah. I'm like, since when? <laughs> For a while now. I'm like, oh. Okay, so shout out to Olga. Thank you very much. Shout out to Abel, my cousin, you know, always listening. Um, we need to give another uh, another word because every time I throw the word out, people get back to me and I'm like, oh, wow, I did say that. <laughs> and anything, any, any well, maybe other? you should just work on your memory. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, one thing at a time. One, like, like Ralph says, dad brain strikes again. Yes. yes, it does. All right. Dad brain. That's the phrase. There we go. If you hear the end of this episode, if you reach this far, you need to text me or um, hit, hit me up on the on the Meanwhile 22 Pages Later Facebook page or hit me up on Instagram under, um, I believe it's the cap underscore 22 pages. And Salem, dad brain strikes again. Yeah, I couldn't even remember my, my, my Instagram handle. Shameful. Uh, so I want to say uh, to Johannes, awesome. He posted up a picture on Instagram reminding, well, it reminded me that the new uh, DuckTales is out. Ooh. I'm, okay, I'm glad he did it. I'm not, I, I like classic DuckTales. The fact that they've got this new. I haven't seen it yet, but just the simple fact that it's back just makes me giddy. There's just something that you just don't do. And listen, I just think DuckTales is one of that. Listen, if they can make it with the same amount of magic that they did the first time and or even more ever did. I've seen the I see the animation they're already lacking there hey it's not just about how it looks it, 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 it's it, about ha- what it gives you eh. <laughs> is, is that is that your pickup line it's not how it looks is what it gives yeah, you I don't care how you <laughs> look scratch 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 wink, oh my wink. god <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> and Oh, there we go. And ah, in, I, and on that note, I think we'll be ending the show. So for MFG Mike, the finance guy, RT Squirrel, we're off the tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And what do you mean I don't have a 
a body for um I was gonna say podcast. Never mind, I fucked up the joke. Let's keep going. Dad brain strikes again. Shit. Ed. <laughs>